It's a small oh, crew today. Fun. The opposite of last week. That was yeah, big yeah, huge. Last week was full Brady bunch. We went. We literally went like top top tier S class podcast to uh, S class. Yeah, you know. Yeah, S class is that is that a Mercedes, Mercedes reference or is this you a don't know? S- you've reference? never seen the tier lists on like oh, so S tier, but there's S class is also the Mercedes. I'm thinking. Did you ever play Final Fantasy? Where you well, particularly mm, Final yeah. Fantasy Seven, where you race the chocobos, yeah. and you got to work mm-hmm. your way up. And I remember being so happy that I got to A, and then it's like there's another one. S. So F, the S. It goes above A. Yes, that's, that's what I told I my parents. Learned. I was like, I got all S's in school. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's much better than A. I got all S's. Yeah, it was satisfactory. Yes, <laughs> no. it turns out it turns out the S's for sucks. <laughs> Uh, if i wear a black shirt and i use a black mic it totally like you can't see the mic perfect blends right in it does blend right in don't ask about the monitor stand i guess i have to paint my whole wall black so then you're just like a floating head i would enjoy that i'm just like a floating head i mean that's you know that's fine you could just go full green screen get the uh, whole green man outfit yeah I could. That's that's. I've thought about it, but then I realized: Am I really going to change a whole room in my house into a green screen and then post green screen footage of myself on the internet? Because I feel Ooh, like there's yeah, things that can rough. happen. That's rough. I would definitely not. There's some interesting stories, but nothing. Uh, nothing as crazy as last week for sure. Yeah, there's nothing that's like. No, dire. it's going to be way crazier. <sighs> balloons, be way crazier. Balloons. That's that's what's on everyone's mind. How do we get the balloons? Right, roll or whatever. I'll make up an intro. I'll make up an intro. It's fine. Well, I can stall for like another minute. No, no, no stalling. uh, We're doing it live because now we can do QR code things. I promise it's not a Rick roll. Why isn't it? Right. (laughs) For audio listeners, we now have QR codes on the video. Yeah, now we have uh, restream enabled. We're on restream to do these. For Podcast, audio listeners, allow me to describe the QR code. It is a, <laughs> I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it in binary. Zero, one, 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 zero, zero. All right, I'm done. That's the whole QR code. I think you messed up there anyway. You got to start over. Oh, I got to start over at like, at w- which position? 60,000 or, or 65,000? 65,000. <laughs> All right. Zero, one. <laughs> just roll the finger. There's no banter right. when you only have four All people. Right. Well, I was we stalling a little bit because John said he no. was going to show up. No, John's not showing up. Did I not tell you this? No, you did not. No. Tell For me all this. the viewers, if if you're here just to see John in his Care Bears shirt, which he was totally wearing earlier, and don't ask me how I know that, he's not coming. And also, sadly, Ralph isn't coming. He's out <sighs> celebrating Valentine's Day, which apparently is a holiday that I've never heard of. On a that, Monday? So. On a Monday? <laughs> That's what I said. The day of tomorrow, right? He's like Dwight Schrute. I think he like got a bunch of reservations on oh, you know the he actual 14th, but then he sold those off and he's going on the 13th instead. Ah, uh, that's how you pay for the the meal. That's how, I mean, yeah, that was smart. I should have done that. Yeah. All right. If you're currently at Valentine's Day dinner watching this, oh, Mister Unplugs <laughs> leaving I'm since John Strands left. Don't All right, that. it's okay, Mister Unplug. Under- no, we let understand. us earn your loyalty. <laughs> this is gonna be off the rails crazy no it's going to be on the rails for once if you're the kind of person that likes things to actually be on the rails this is your chance but i like off the rails i think it goes better i didn't drink as much coffee as i did 
Is this one of the news articles, the derailment thing? Are we going to talk about that? <laughs> we, we could. Uh, we didn't even have that on there. That was a good idea. There's yeah. not anything cyber related. It's just toxic chemicals in Ohio as normal. But um, yeah. So. All right. I'm roll the roll finger. It. All right. We're on the rails. Roll <laughs> HBS programming made possible by Black Hills Information Security. Offense is red. Defense is blue. Book a red team exercise soon. Show your organization how much you care this Valentine's Day by booking a red team exercise. Availability for 2023 is filling fast. So book soon at blackhillsinfosec.com slash contact us. And hackers like you. Thank you. Welcome to Black Hills Information Security, talking about the news, Valentine's Day edition. Today, we're going to talk about balloons, apparently, and balloon defense. And also, we're going to talk about how to go off the rails, because (laughs) that's what we need to learn to make the show successful. Yeah, people prefer no rails, apparently, according to Alex. People seem to prefer no rails, which checks out. I mean, it makes sense. Ruby on rails, not good. You read my mind. I was going to try to make that joke, and you read my mind. I mean, there's better uh, web frameworks out there. Let's at least get out there. Let's get that out there. So, so yeah, today our hosts are, this is the skeleton crew, the minimum viable product crew. We have Wade right. and Mike and then me and Ryan <laughs> and Ryan's computer, the fifth host. Yes. Yes. No, the fifth element. So I think we, we got to talk about Bloons Tower Defense, the nation's state edition. <laughs> so, so, so we've upgraded the monkeys to at least S tier now. And we're popping the balloons are left and right, right? They're F-22s now. Do, <laughs> I believe there the is a monkey, right? There is a monkey that flies a jet. I, I, it's been a long time. So since is I that confirmed that. that the monkey is actually flying the F-22? Is that? I don't think that's been confirmed. I don't think I have a link for that. We can't so confirm nor deny the existence of the monkey flying the balloon. So I, I think, yeah, I guess where we left this story last was they shot down the balloon over Myrtle Beach. A bunch of party people found it. Just kidding. But basically, they shot down the balloon on the East Coast. Then there was more balloons, and they also banned or sanctioned some companies oh, you uh, we gotta, over the spy program. We gotta that's read sort of the, the actual official news article is that, yeah, I don't know if anyone's, has anyone uh, read the names? I've never heard of any of these companies. Oh, the they're, names, they're so good. I want. They, I need. I need someone who speaks Chinese to tell us the real Chinese did, names. Did they, they not better. just seem like shell corps? Oh, without you? a doubt. With China Electronics Technology Group Corporation, forty eighth Research Institute. Like, if I saw them <laughs> register a domain, I'd be like blocked <laughs> instantly. <laughs> what do you mean? What about the other forty seven? <laughs> that doesn't have any sort of military sound to it at they, all. They, they no. all. They all blew. The other forty seven blew up when the balloons crashed. That's right. Start <laughs> counting at 48 so they think you have more of those companies. Like WD-40, you know, like it took them 40 tries to get WD-40 right. So this is like Balloon Corporation 48. It's been 48 <laughs> in car- car- 
The balloon. Yeah, so white cyberdog begun. The, the white yeah, that's exactly right. The balloon wars have begun and they seem like pretty much the most boring war out there. Like <laughs> like it's basically from what I can tell and in China just sort of rebuke they they sort of gave a rebuttal and said, "Well, you guys fly spy balloons no. over us all the time." Yeah, did you hear they shot one down too? They don't know who's doing oh, it. Yeah. They they're coming Every from everywhere. So, okay, the first one appears to be confirmed as like Chinese spy balloon, right? But then they sort of shut down some airspace over Montana and shot down some more balloons. And they were like, those were different balloons. Sorry. <laughs> then there's one um, in Canada, one in Alaska, mm -hmm. right? And yeah, then the one was like, I told, I told Biden to shoot down the balloon. And then they sent up the, the balloons monkeys to do it, actually. <laughs> so what are, does anyone have an official balloon kill count now? And have they all been by F-22s? I think it's three. Is it three? I thought it was four or five. Do we count the I, Chinese I, balloon? <laughs> or the I'm other sure, 47 balloon corporations? Balloons? I'd heard that the they shot down another one today. The, the one thing that we could tie this back into cybersecurity on, though, it, quite honestly, and we all do it in the sock in, when we're doing blue team, is once you know about something, you can go ahead and find it. In this case, the balloons moved too slow for the military radars originally to see. Now they've fine-tuned their radars. Now they're seeing balloons everywhere. Look up. You'll probably see one yourself. Well, hold on. There's another. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you're right. But there is another cybersecurity application here, which is... Let's how how do we weaponize balloons for testing? <laughs> Wi-Fi pineapples because on balloons. We were we were actually talking about this today during the BHIS uh, internal meeting. Like, how are we going to do Wild West Hacking Fest? Like, are we going to have like a spy balloon that you have to hack and like take it down? Oh, that would like, be how so do we, cool. And then we started thinking we, about what bases are nearby, and that's probably an immediately bad decision because it'll rain missiles shortly. There. <laughs> and hey it's a wild yeah, steve well, i think this is some like okay. school science fair project just gone awry right it's just first of all how do you even get balloon. in here what's that did you get the password <laughs> for this from a balloon yeah, <laughs> yeah no so, you're right we probably shouldn't go ahead launching a bunch of uh balloons in south dakota but um honestly putting like I the tinfoil hat on right like they they talked about the first balloon right showed us video shows why didn't they show us video or pictures of any of the other balloons, right? What if that first balloon was like a false flag balloon operation and the rest of the stuff is actually it? But okay, <laughs> if, if you're putting on the tinfoil hat, you have to come up with a reason why they would, why anyone benefits from this. <laughs> the, 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 pro, the, pro, the profit point is always question marks, right? <laughs> step one, well, so step the two. Other, th that's fair. But the other thing that's funny is that I, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not like a weather scientist, but I'm pretty sure that it's legal for anyone to just launch a balloon into space or close to space. Like, didn't they send garlic bread to space at one point and then they ate it afterwards? Like, oh, it, that is true. You I can pretty much just like send anything up. Like, can you we, can just be like weather balloon. And we crowdfund a balloon right now and just start be like, DDoS balloon. What if we, sure what if we DDoS space with balloons? And because then they're like, oh, wait a second. Like, there's just too many balloons. It's they not... can't get to like real space. They well, can't get mean, to like, like fake space. You just keep like launching balloons. How, many, how much does one of those balloons cost? Did we see that? It's got to be Let me go expensive. on Amazon. They can't be that much. They can't be that much. Dude, that thing Gee, was like 200 <laughs> feet tall. It's got to be. <laughs> okay, well, that one. That, no, no, no. I know. I know. Not the first one. Not that the, first. the first one is. Well, the, the first the one is. One, they said that it was some kind of device with, um, what do you call it? Tethered, uh, tethered object hanging from it. So I don't so know. So garlic they, they didn't call it a balloon specifically, right? They're on so Shein right now blimp? for $10. I'm buying five. 
So yeah, basically <laughs> like, much? okay, so here's the thing. The other question I have is, does Amazon AWS have a balloon launching like as a service? Yeah. <laughs> is that a thing? Because it's a cloud offering. So like it should. You can buy it off the, the Amazon store and then they'll send it up for you. It's like a gift option. <laughs> this send is, this to space. This is the next. It's above the cloud. That's, that's going to be the tagline. Yeah. Bezos, Ooh, like is, Bezos is going to personally send off your balloon. All right. I feel like we milked the balloon thing for just about as much as it's worth. Does anyone have any actual security articles? <laughs> Did uh, anyone get hacked? I saw Reddit had a security incident. Yeah. Somebody, I think Ralph uh, told us a little something today about a name cheap fish, potential breach around that. Yeah, someone should find that article, but let's talk about the Reddit one until someone finds it. Got it, I'll pull it up. You guys, you guys right, talk thanks, about Steve. like the two that I didn't read, of course. <laughs> so Reddit had a security incident, which this is posted to the slash r slash Reddit subreddit. It's funny that they announced, shouldn't it be like slash r slash we got hacked? I don't know. But yeah, basically Reddit users and passwords are safe, but systems were hacked as part of a sophisticated and highly targeted phishing attack. They gained access to internal documents, code, and other business systems. So, if you're housing your PII on Reddit, you're screwed. Right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) well, I think it's more like if you work at Reddit and you Uh, had PII on your work computer, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. So, it's a phishing campaign, plausible sounding prompts pointing employees to a website that cloned the behavior of our intranet gateway. This is kind of interesting, right? They actually figured out what their intranet gateway looks like. I don't know if it was like Okta or if it was custom, but. Mm They tried to steal credentials and two-factor tokens. They successfully stole credentials, gained access to some internal docs, code, and internal dashboards. So I guess I would say, like, to me, the one that I'm the most concerned about is code, because we know that these internal tools are not exactly the most secure things on the planet. Um, you know, this happened at Twitter, where they're like, oh, yeah, there's this in Twitter, uh, internal Twitter tool that just lets you tweet from anyone's account. You just drop down Elon <laughs> Musk, tweet, I'm going to buy Twitter, and then you're done. So uh, I guess it's a little scary about the code. Does anyone have any other reactions? They I'm did an AMA. What, the attackers did? No, the Reddit did an <laughs> AMA on, on, the, on their security thing, which is interesting. I don't know. I didn't go in yeah. and read, it, read the AMA. Uh, like, what, what kind of questions would you even want to ask about that? Well, so one of the interesting things is, and then someone called this out, just reading the comments real quick, the employee self-reported that they were fished. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty that's impressive. A, that, that, that's impressive that they had this sort of, uh, you know, wherewithal to be like, that was sketchy. Uh, let me just go ahead and raise awareness. It also is kind of concerning because I, I guess the, the re- reading between the lines on that, they didn't get alerted. <laughs> well, that's right. why the and article and is talking about uh, fish landed right? in the inbox. Right. Yeah. <laughs> fish landed in the inbox and they had access the other question we have is how did they have access to internal reddit like intranet sites like how did they clone that how did they even know what it looked like was it an was it a you know an ex employee was it someone posted what the internal sites looked like and they were able to clone it from configuration that? posted on github <laughs> who knows who knows this this makes me think that has there ever been a like a breach report where they didn't say it was a sophisticated attack where they're just like man we <laughs> just sucked like you it was know just like yeah. doing a denial it was of actually from sales clicked it and uh we're sorry like it didn't we caught some of it like but reacted I mean, quickly Fred yeah we should do- <laughs> what we're, are we being are we being oh. hacked we're, we're oh, being what? hacked oh, oh. infiltrated oh, oh. <laughs> 
Oh my god! It, it's our, it's our it's our field reporter. Incoming message from Ian. That's right. Can can you hear me? Okay. Am I here? How do I have yeah, that with the flipper? I'm, I'm on it. Oh, I'm yeah. on it. Yeah. So, Ian, we sent you on an assignment. Did you find anything about the balloons, or I mean, balloons, spy balloons? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got my my VHS ICS vest on. I'm ready ready to go. And yeah, the uh, the balloons. It turns out is a gender reveal gone wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. That's what yeah. we thought. Yeah. I thought uh, you we were... tie this in with ICS. <laughs> that was it. Do you think the theory. balloon had PLCs glued onto it? it? Right. Yeah. So the 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 balloons are absolutely a new form of uh, mobile ICS developed uh, in some of the Romantic language countries. Right. So as we all know, uh, Romantic languages based in line are all gender based. So all the balloons uh, have to have a gender. And uh, the way that we reveal them is by shooting them down with a F-22. Yeah. Okay, and so is there any word on what, what gender the balloon was? revealed in the explosions that disintegrated <laughs> most of the uh, remnants of the balloons. Yeah, yeah. so uh, as one might expect, the PLCs were binary and the balloons were non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> that makes mm. perfect sense. Now that yeah, you say it, absolutely. I don't know why I didn't already think of that. Yeah, no, it's, it's well, you know, well, well, I'm here at S4, X23 in Miami with Jason. Jason's over here. I'm going to turn the camera real quick and see if we can get him. There he is. He's over there doing backdoors and breaches demos. We had a huge crowd here a bit ago. It's clearing out because they started to uh, do their free booze over here for their happy hour. And nothing competes uh, no. with uh, free booze uh, on a corporate trip. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're doing backdoors and breaches demos. And since I'm here at S4, uh, you can come see us if you're here, but I'm learning all about uh, balloons and PLC and, and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. So you asked about yeah. my helmet, though, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Why is there a uh, flipper on your helmet? Yeah, there's a flipper How on my helmet. Your because, heart, yeah, so since we don't have, like, a table while we're here, uh, I've got, like, a tool belt on with dice and stuff to give away. And on the back, there's a 3D-printed module with a wacky, wavy, inflatable arm tube man and... A little unencrypted <laughs> 433 megahertz relay. That's all battery powered. Mm. And I've been showing people how unencrypted signals can be captured with a flipper zero that's over on the table and how to check for those things and do walking around doing live, like almost street magic, if you will. So, so, yeah, so you're flipping off here. the crowd. I am. Um, I'm, I'm actually completely upsetting the entire uh, Miami Dolphins while we're here. All the Dolphins. Oh wow, that's a lot of dolphins. Yeah, I, I, I think dolphins do use wireless protocols, so that checks out. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's all sonar. Yeah, so right. they they use sonar to detect the balloons. Um, and there was a famous documentary uh, called Johnny Mnemonic, where uh, a hacker dolphin uh, hacked balloons and brains. Uh, <laughs> I see. So we actually have an extremely important uh, audience piece of feedback here, specifically oh, yeah. for you, Ian. It actually okay. just says, "I love you, Ian." Oh, uh, well, I love them too. Uh, but, but Mrs. Meyer, uh, has said no thruffles. So, you know, that's where we're at. So yeah, we, we just wanted to stop by and say hi to crash the newscast. Jason's, Jason's over there, like I said, doing, doing the thing. But, uh, Look at him actually working. Like who none knew? of us. Go. <laughs> oh, Steve has one of the wacky waving inflatable. <laughs> look, look at, look nice. at how resplendent he is. It's the same one. Yeah. That's the exact same one I have on the back of the helmet. So yeah, over there, the wrong way. teaching people all about the things. 
Yeah, just make sure you tell everyone that that wins your little CTF on your hat that they're an advanced, sophisticated actor. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely true. Yeah, um, basically, if you do anything uh, anymore with a computer, uh, you are uh, classified as an APT through the Lockheed Martin Bill Chamber. Yeah, uh, <laughs> open Facebook. Uh, you know, send an email to your grandmother. APT totally. Straight I would to, say if you can get jail. your grandmother to read the email, that is actually APT level. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, that would be uh, like an APT level, like social end. Like if you pretend to be like AARP, like you're like, hey, absolutely. So I just crashed this. What are we talking about? Oh, we well, we we uh, we wanted to get a report from our field reporter, but we were talking about the oh. Reddit uh, security incident. Mm, 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 mm-hmm. Did that involve balloons in any way? Sadly, uh, no. We're we're really trying to do a show based solely on balloon themed hacking, and we're just coming up totally blank there's just not that many balloon hacks out there oh, sadly we're on the not- news webcast everyone look a wild board appears hello oh, welcome to yeah. the field where you're reporting you're on the hi. status of the bar the bar is yeah. that way the I bar is oh. that way <laughs> yeah there's like a bar that way field on wild bryson boards it's it's pan- it's pandemonium down here it's dolphin <laughs> some say he's actually the grim reaper Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that, oh yeah that's true yeah i mean he's, yeah he's, he's definitely grimly for, all right so i'm gonna let this try and get back on the rails but uh thanks for uh no we're just about to talk about the train derailment story so that's perfect oh, okay okay just yeah well we've derailed and we'll rerail and uh you know that's actually really tragic i don't want to make a joke here so have fun with that <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right. So, bye, Ian. Thank you for checking bye. in. Bye, Ian. Bye. All right. Bye. So, yeah, I guess on the Reddit thing, I mean, to wrap that up into, a, I, I think just Reddit will have to keep everyone informed as to what the impact was. Uh, internal code can be very dangerous, but do we want to talk about the train derailment thing? There's not really a, a story. No. It's just very sad, did, tragic did, thing. I don't really have a security company. story. There's a brief on that. one, Ryan, on name. There's Chief. not. I wanted to pull that one up. Did anybody yeah, watch let's talk about the name cheap thing. Okay, name cheap. Do so name this cheap. might have come onto people's radar. Uh, it came specifically under Ralph's radar because he received an email that was a okay. fish, and then later received a follow up from name cheap that said, "Hey, that fish was related to this security incident." So this is uh, <laughs> how sophisticated <laughs> well, is it? as it's pulled up. Yeah. So basically, name cheap's email hacked. That is the uh, headline. Um, let's investigate the actual details of what that means. Um, all the emails came from SendGrid. Recipients began complaining on Twitter, of course. And uh, then the CEO was checking his Twitter and decided to confirm that the account was compromised. It looks like a sort of a supply chain, I guess you want to call it. The email provider SendGrid was compromised. They they did speculate that the breach could Ooh. have been related to, uh, you know, a API security issue of um, Mailgun, Mailchimp, and SendGrid keys being exposed in mobile apps. I guess that would be sort of up to them well, to figure their, out. their SPF record allows anything from SendGrid, so... You read my mind. That's what I was going to ask. Some simple yeah. some simple mail security there, right? Like, this reminds yeah, me of... implying uh, that their keys got popped, yeah. but I don't know if that's actually the case or not. I think that's code for we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when... Uh, it's not exactly the same, but when the FBI's mail server got popped and like they sent someone sent out emails to a bunch of people saying that they're from the FBI and that mm. they had been hacked and to contact them and then gave a link. Uh, 
That's that's similar to what this reminds me. It's not exactly well. This it was a this was used sadly for some straight up garbage fishing. <laughs> fishing, <laughs> no, fishing um, they didn't use ChatGPT. <laughs> they had such an amazing vector, and they chose to use it for DHL and MetaMask ah. hack. Like, so the the first email was DHL Express. We regret to inform you that your perishable was not able to be delivered. Click here to get compromised. The other one was your wallet is about to be suspended from MetaMask. Apply for KYC ver- verification, which for those that don't know, MetaMask is a crypto wallet. Okay, thank you. Thank you so for that clarification. That is very random for a crypto wallet to be like, we actually do KYC, like your actual wallet does yeah. KYC. <laughs> so <laughs> like the, the it's the like your one, iPhone asking you. Uh the first yeah. fish though, I mean, did it look like there was a payload associated with that or some kind of link like tracking? link tracker or something in there i couldn't tell wait let me um tweet yeah the tweet it says a bill of delivery i'm assuming that's yeah, a, it's a common um, it's, it's a it's actually it. just a yeah. phi stealer or pii stealer so it's like your classic you know click here to track or whatever mm-hmm. and you track click and there pay. and then it will harvest your Brian, address Brian, go ahead download that attachment right click run as administrator Sh- sure you know <laughs> Uh, he's on Mac, so everything's administrator. Just kidding. <laughs> no, um, yeah, basically, uh, the um, yeah, it's just cr- uh, information harvesting. It looks like mm-hmm. in both cases. So, kind of a lame way of using a pretty solid point of access, at least from my perspective. If you have the SendGrid account, and this is what you choose to use it for, this is pretty unimaginative. Mm-hmm. But I guess we talk about hackers being unimaginative all the time on this podcast. So. So they would have had to have a list of users somehow, right, to fish into. So some kind of user enumeration, maybe. If it's just DHL, though, just random. Right? It's I would say random because DHL, everyone's going to be using that. Like I get those all the time, and every yeah. now and then I'm like, do I have something coming? And I'm like, oh no. Yeah, I mean you're right. Maybe they assumed that once they got access to the API key, they'd be able to like get a list of targets mm-hmm. and then realize that wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that the more interesting impact of this is if they had access to the API keys, I wonder what else they were able to read while they were in there. Right. Because there actually is, if you're, SendGrid is a service that a lot of companies use to deliver things like two factor codes, Mm -hmm. enrollments, password resets. It's used heavily for like microservices delivery of emails. So I wonder if you could actually gain access to like, previous logs from the api key you could do some pretty nasty things mm. um so if the api keys really were the thing that's disclosed and um the attackers were able to pull like historic historical logs and other things from SendGrid, could be bad so i guess stay tuned on the SendGrid uh side mm-hmm. and see what they what they announce but yeah as an attacker i would um uh, i wouldn't waste it on like those emails because i know if you've got access like that and then you broadcast hey, we're here, then you kind of burn that, you know, that juicy stuff that you yeah. probably had access to. So either they weren't unskilled or they didn't have that access and just abused what they had, right? Yeah, and like Steve said, there's totally a possibility that no API keys were exposed at all and SendGrid just had a crappy SPF setup that allowed <laughs> any attacker to look like they were sending digitally signed from SendGrid. So there is definitely that chance. All right, Wade's got a... <laughs> This. Wade's got so, an article. So I want to talk about this one just because of the app's slogan. I was I, w- I was pretty impressed. Their well, jingle. even the app's name just <laughs> right. <makes> me, <laughs> it feels like a a sketch on a comedy show. It's called Money Lover. Money Lover. Oh 
an app. Is it so a dating sweet? app yeah. where it shows no. you your bank account balance? <laughs> uh, yeah, the other person's bank account got balanced. Ready? Right? <laughs> isn't, isn't that a Lionel Richie song from like the eighties? You know, money lover. His <laughs> <laughs> last updated on February first. It's a uh, money lover, an app so sweet, helping you manage and budget your treat, track all your spending with such ease. No more confusion. No more disease. That's, that's, that's actually this. That's this actually has to be it. AI generated. This has to be like, they, like that has to be like generated by something like uh, ChatGPT. They, they got like a, a troll. They have four point two stars with almost two hundred thousand downloads. One ninety four, right? And pretty much they just have a flaw in their system where, I, so this is a pretty much an app like Mint where you can budget and stuff and see each other's spending. Mm. So I am a avid user of Mint. So. Probably shouldn't tell anybody that. You're an avid user of of Money Lover. Money Money Lover. Lover. (laughs) I just love Money Lover. I track all of my spending. It's really my wife tracking my spending, to tell you the truth. Did you write your actual (laughs) poem for your financial plan? Because all your financial plans should be written in poem form. (laughs) It should rhyme. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Do not install Money Lover on your uh, (laughs) 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 So, okay, the actual vulnerability, and I don't understand this, but somehow this is a thing, I guess, it allowed multiple users to collaborate on a single wallet. So, So, like, you could share, okay, you add all your accounts, and your wife or significant other or whoever adds all their accounts, and then you can see that. But the, the problem is that this, like, it's an, it's essentially object reference issue where anyone can see everyone else's transactions (laughs) or at least their transaction Uh, metadata this this gets me thinking about like venmo and stuff like that where people just leave on their like security defaults and you can see everyone sending everybody payments and stuff like i I have all that turned off but i always thought that was so weird it is insane i can just browse through and see who's paying who and for what potentially Welcome to Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you don't go in Bitcoin and put in the transaction ledger rent for one, two, three, four Pleasant Road. Uh, You would be surprised at some of the things you see on the ledger, but yeah, you're not like tracking, yeah, what you're spending on. He's yeah, the the Venmo thing. I think they did actually lock it down by default now, and you have to manually say share this transaction with everyone. But yeah, for a while, like a lot of people were scraping Venmo because you could actually say like, oh, oh yeah, this is rent for, and then it's just your address or like beer at this place or like it ties you to specific locations. And honestly, like if nothing else, the privacy concerns don't bother you. You know what should? The tax implications. Oh, you read my mind. (laughs) I'm I'm paying rent and I'm not paying any tax or, you know, I'm getting, collecting this money that's provable as income. What is it? Every, is it every $600 transaction or over has to be reported now to the IRS? Yeah, I know. It's ridiculously small. uh, You know, it's the stupidest rule. Just adding complexity. Meanwhile, if you're rich, you don't have to pay more than 15%. The other thing that this whole, uh, money lover incident shows us is that yep developer tools that good old what is it f12 is uh, an elite hacking hacking no, tool. No, more than that <laughs> more than that no no you have to go further than that it says you have to use a proxy and you have to use the web sockets view in the proxy which that's like extra advanced yeah Two it, sets. just as the email address and shared wallet name can be viewed via the web sockets tab of the browser's developer tools yeah, that's pretty advanced. That, that I would call that sophisticated and advanced. <laughs> <laughs> and possibly even persistent. Maybe even next generation. I don't know. Maybe, maybe even <laughs> generation. So yeah, I guess 
Would anyone be interested in a dating app that tells you your uh, potential partner the uh, balance of your bank account? If so, uh, sign up at Money Lover. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just bad. Hopefully they fix it. They won't. Uh, what about the NIST standardization one? Oh, I was going to say, we should talk oh, about the one? whole like banning Starlink from military use. Oh, no, do that. Yeah, that's we fun. had. We yeah. had talked about this on the show previously where they were allowing it for business use or sorry, for military use for business use. Yeah. So they were allowing, you know, this basically was kind of the open secret is that Starlink was the, you know, military C2 of Ukraine. <laughs> so now they're saying no, no more. So I guess, does anyone have any speculation? I mean, obviously we can put on our tinfoil hats and say, how much <laughs> money did Elon lose? And then he had to take some Russian VC funding. Maybe. Well, it's kind of set, <laughs> or, set right there that uh, also been said to have used to target Russian positions, breaking policies set out by SpaceX. So I think it sounds yeah, to me like their original but, intent was, hey, use this for, you know, intelligence so the, purposes, but the, the not Ukraine, attacking. The, I don't know. The Ukraine didn't read the end user agreement saying yeah, no military strikes pretty yeah. much, right? Which, which makes like, sense. Then it puts those satellites in, like, I would say fair game to be attacked. Right? Exactly. Which would be very interesting if something like that mm -hmm. happened. But I, I, yeah, I mean, I do understand. Like, if I was making an internet service router, I would put a thing that said, like, don't use this to nuke people. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I, I feel like you just have to use common sense here and be like, okay, we're going to provide this to Ukraine on short notice. Emergency, like, this was an emergency thing, right? This is like, we need to provide service to Ukraine. I think they airlifted some of this equipment in with the Air Force. Like, it was a big deal, like, getting this equipment getting Starlink equipment into Ukraine was a big deal. And it wasn't just like they already happened to have it. Like they only have it because they're being attacked. So mm -hmm. being like, all right, you're being attacked, but you can't use it to attack other people only to post pictures of you being attacked. Like, I don't really get it. Um, it just seems like from a common sense perspective, no one can really know what decisions Elon makes. They're pretty random and seem to have no basis in reality uh, or any <laughs> rational thought. So I'm guessing he just woke up one day on the anti-Ukraine side of the bed and said, I'm done with this. No more, uh, you know, no more of this. We so, blocked all the dot .mil domains. How are they still doing all these military actions? I don't know. That's actually a really interesting, <laughs> I, that's actually a really interesting point is like, how do you block this? No, like, you, how do you actually like ban people who are doing military things with your ISP? Uh, like, seriously, like, let's say you're like a God admin, you're handed like full access to Starlink. Let's say, you know, packet captures at the lowest level how do you block like offensive military activity all right we only allow port 80 we only allow http <laughs> traffic th through so we can inspect everything and possibly get some sweet internet secrets like is uh, there something we don't know like do do, do like missiles use port 5002 or something like is there is there like some port is there like some military like protocol like or, i don't know i guess it's interesting to they do say specifically for drone control, but that seems impossible. Like, I wonder if they just banned all of the sort of host names and APIs associated with like DJI or these other drone Yeah, that, okay, that's what I was going to say. But even then, like, you, you can switch the Wi-Fi off on all those drones, right? Like, you're, what are they updating the drones? Is that like, how would blocking of the Wi-Fi with the drones and all that stuff? I agree. I don't but get, I don't I would, entirely understand it. I was thinking but. of a, of a SpaceX honeypot. You put out Wi-Fi somewhere and you just wait for Russians to connect. And then once <laughs> and they then connect, you're like, oh, they're there. Boom. Connects. 
<laughs> it's not a landmine it's a wi-fi mine you you put it on a balloon and you float it over them and they see oh the there's wi-fi pineapple grenade <laughs> yeah it, it looks like they're using apparently somehow for long-range drone strikes i mean mm-hmm. i think i feel bad for the network admin at starlink that's like has an open jira ticket that just says ban drone strikes and he's like Guys, I don't know how to do this. How do you ban drone strikes on an internet provider? <laughs> it's using Telnet. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, then he bans Telnet and then Starlink goes down because Starlink uses Telnet for its internal admin. Uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, it, it's. I guess it's not entirely unexpected. And I do think it's fair to say don't kill people with our internet. But like at the same time, you put it in a military context to begin with wouldn't so. it be fair to say that with dji drones too though right like wouldn't it be fair to say it with like just the internet every, large? everything large, like yeah. like i don't know like if if you know if i call someone on the phone and say you know the eagle has landed does that count as me using i don't know it just doesn't make it's the whole utility thing semantics. for utilities to start trying to regulate it's it's really tough and yeah it is semantics down to like we can't use it for offense you can only use it for defense it's like okay well isn't it the same? Like, I don't know. They're in our country. Therefore, it's defense. There you go. It's all now it's all allowed. Right? That's on. Uh, do, should we start a pool on when we hear about the next Starlink hack Ooh. based off of this? I mean, does shooting a missile at something count as a hack? <laughs> put it. Yeah. Up. Someone put it on the board. We need we need a predictions board, maybe. And so like we <laughs> how many more balloons? Uh, when is Starlink going to be hacked and the time frame from the next big vulnerability? We could play bingo. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting this week. There was no big vulnerability. There's no ransomware. There's no, uh, you know. There probably crazy. was, and the balloons just took all the news. Did we have um, uh, the news story about, was it, um, was it NORAD that got attacked, but um, NATO uh, over the weekend? NATO got attacked over the weekend? It was like a DDoS or something. Oh, I heard, but. See if I can find oh, that. Yeah. yeah, there's still there's still attacks going out. There's seems like it's there was one war ransom, on ransomware story. There there's and another one uh, how uh Pentagon people, Pentagon staffers are downloading lever money. Royal Mail. <laughs> oh yeah. NATO website hacked the uh special forces uh headquarters. Here you go. The special forces headquarters had a website? They were running a mail server in their bathroom. <laughs> hey that's a secure way to do it <laughs> so as we know from many previous hacks when someone's website is hacked that's the equivalent to spray painting a poster um <laughs> but uh yeah so steve what what happened here uh so basically um yeah i read this over the week and i think this might have actually been was it yesterday day before 13th oh updated today yeah today Hacked on February twelfth. So, uh, I don't know what the extent of the hack was, but it, they're associating it with Killnet, known mm. uh, Russian-backed group, apparently. So, group of hackers associated with Russia. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I wonder why. Why would Russia want to make NATO look bad? Who knows? <laughs> Pull up that other <laughs> news know? article saying Russia is in. Uh, yeah, nice. Segue. Isn't doing anything to <laughs> to hackers now. To so this story, yeah. which is whatever completely... you do. <laughs> Whatever you do, yeah, viewers, don't click, don't click on this link, all right? <laughs> so you this, can't say don't click on this link and then put the link in the chat. Yeah, I didn't put the link in there. Yeah, don't click on that link, everyone, that, that Brian just put in chat for everyone. That I already clicked on. So, 
So this is basically what is this? this is basically saying like if you don't live in Russia, and no, that actually- Russia supports uh, white hat hackers. What they classify as white hat hackers is anyone who doesn't attack Russia. Just like the normal normal stuff, right? Like well, no one's surprised. I mean, so, working yeah. out an exemption for those who act in the interest of the Russian Federation in the field of computer information, both on the territory and abroad. So they're like. Hey, stop arresting people. <laughs> is that what they're saying? Like, yeah. no, they're saying yeah. that, hey, if you're hacking it on behalf of Russia, it's cool. Uh, yeah. Which is yeah. kind of what like the Ukraine did with the Ukraine IT army, right? Um, mm-hmm. President Zelensky said, hey, everybody come hack for us. And it's just turned into like this open war on the internet that's kind of spilled everywhere. And now Russia's apparently kind of doing the same thing. They're like, hey, come hack for us. Yeah. It's, it's like recruiting a farm team of like, hackers it's like okay yeah does anyone around here know how to hack if you do it in the name of russia we're okay with it but i'd like to remind everyone out there that one country that might not be okay with it is wherever you live (laughs) and and they're probably the ones that are going to come bang on your door not russia well i think this is targeted for russians to do hacking yeah yeah, but if you're a Russian doing hacking in the United States, just because Russia says you're allowed to, doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. true, true. Valid Russians in Russia, so. there. But it also says and abroad. They're very clear about yeah. that. Well, there so, are yeah. some very uh, pro-Russian, you know, places. So I'm true. sure they can go hack. Yeah, or non-extradition well. countries. They're like, we will give you, we'll give you the Snowden treatment. It even comes with a free hotel. <laughs> free hotel. <laughs> <laughs> We have lots of open p- job positions for totally not military positions. Yeah. <laughs> what else is there? There's <laughs> so, yeah, what article uh, were you going to bring oh, up? Uh, it's not that fancy. It's the NIST standardization one with the cryptography, right? Starting to use cryptography in IoT devices, um, which I think is <laughs> semi-important, right? Like we've seen... It is, it is. Right. We've seen all yeah. this unencrypted channels and them being hacked go back to like the Mirai botnet stuff. But it's one of those like they can't keep getting away with it. Yeah. So at yeah. least there's something. Yeah. So my my first thought on this is like, of course, most like any big developer is going to obviously put this into use pretty quickly. I would assume anyone who's selling. But all those knockoff IoT devices that you see in China are coming from China. I doubt we'll ever use this in this one. Yeah. Is That's this seriously my... called ASCON? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say it out loud. So what do we know about this um, resistance against quantum key search? Oh, my Lord. Well, it's called ASCON. So, I mean, or maybe it's ASCON. I'm assuming Probably it's ASCON. ASCON. I <laughs> it's ASCON for yeah. audio listeners. Basically, this is they standardized or they, you know, they say like, here's what we came up with. And it's lightweight cryptography. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, we don't want that heavyweight cryptography in here. All oh, those battery-eaten cryptographies out yeah. there for IoT yeah. devices. It, it, it does say that AES-250, or sorry, AES and SHA-256 are still advised for general use. Is it, I mean, I'm not an IoT Wait. programmer. Is it really like, can you not use AES on IoT stuff? Is I would imagine heavy? everything like, is so small and like the data... You're going to use the easiest thing that you can. Like, how many IoT devices do you think are even using encryption? For one thing, yeah. I would imagine most of them are not. I think we've uh, seen it. We've seen it too. What was the big camera? I guess the big camera. But we've seen other yeah, ones. Yeah, that we've was seen TLS. It, it was just yeah. bad TLS. Yeah. 
I think it's uh, I think it's interesting. I guess the fact that NIST felt the need to develop this means that clearly there's a use for it. So it's kind of a cool new encryption algorithm for those that are like, we've been rolling our own encryption. Well, now you don't have to because NIST came yeah. out with an encryption algorithm just for yeah. you. It's gone air. Ask. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also have ASCON. What is that conference? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Ask NIST. I, I don't want to know. Do you think that that's their official internal NIST conference? I don't know. <laughs> so there's there's another another article that we should talk about, which is just Captain Obvious. I feel like saying this, but the the article is from Tech Explorer, and the the headline is Americans don't understand what companies can do with their personal data, <sighs> and that's a problem. And water is wet in other news. <laughs> so this is pretty funny. Uh, this is pretty funny, though, because it's a sort of scientific, uh, or it's at least published by someone that has a university in their uh, job title field. But basically, it's a sample of 2,000 Americans were asked 17 basic questions about online marketing and how companies can use their data. <laughs> and then it has a graph of the results, and 77% got nine or less answers correct. <laughs> These they were had, all Google employees prior to being laid off. Are, are <laughs> we sure these aren't just? Is it, are we sure this isn't just uh, Americans are dumb? <laughs> do, they, do they have a sample of these questions? Like how hard are the questions? I, mean, I think we should take the. the I don't know. Like where does the sample come from? You could sample two thousand people in the same place. Is it spread out? Is it diverse? Oh, it's got always got to be random. Uh, let, let's see if we can find the original questions. I'll take that while you guys chat about the, uh, you know, article. <laughs> Fully 77 of those surveyed answered nine on so 77%. That's, so basically, I don't know. a third of people don't know you can get charged tax in your state when you shop online. I feel like... That, but this is 77%. This is, <laughs> this is much worse. Oh, HIPAA protects me from everything. I know. That's what I... Oh, so they don't know what HIPAA is about, right? They don't... Mm. Has but anybody, do they care? It, it, that's the thing. Like, Has there ever been a point where you need to know this information? Has the okay, majority so here, of Americans ever known what HIPAA is actually about? The, okay, Welcome are, are, the are you ready? Hour. You got the are questions? You you got yeah, let's go. Let's is go. everyone ready to take the quiz? Yeah. <laughs> chat, you're in on it too. Okay. The, yeah, chat's in on this too. <laughs> this is, uh, the answers are true and false, so they made oh it that God. much easier. Oh, this okay. isn't even, okay, this isn't even. How uh, did, how did this, they, all, how, they got half of them right, so. No, no, 70 per seven. Well, well, no, that so, means statistics. Oh, wow, if they're all true and false, statistically, you're going to get 50% no matter what on the quiz. Okay, question so. <laughs> one. Is everyone ready for this? We don't have to do all, all 14 or 20 questions or whatever. But basically, question one, true or false? When I go to a website, it can collect information about my online behaviors, even if I don't register using my name or email address. True or false? Not in California anymore. Well, truthfully, only 30% of people got that one wrong. 30% of people got that one wrong somehow. Let's look at the one that the highest percentage of people got wrong. All right. Which was social media, some social media platforms activate users' smartphone speakers to listen to conversations and identify their interests in order to sell them ads. True or false? True. True. Well, 85% of people got that wrong. They all said eighty-five percent of people said that was false. Oh wow! Don't you read when you or, when you give an app permissions? It says microphone clearly on it. No one, no <laughs> one reads that stuff. Whoa, whoa! The permissions it's like you could the break. Eula. Yeah. yeah. So okay, Over actually, specifically on that one, forty-four percent said true, sixteen percent said false, and then forty percent said don't know. 
<laughs> so there was a third option this entire time too. They don't actually had them to say don't know. It's, it's true or false, not true, false, and don't know. Come on. You can say don't know. Yes, that's an option. So the ones that the other ones that people got wrong, a website cannot track my activity across devices unless I log in. Is there an age demographic somehow? to this? I, yes, that, there I is. think that would be interesting to see because Are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah. No. So eleven percent were eighteen to twenty-four, seventeen percent were twenty-five to thirty-four. So between 18 and 34, that's 28%. All right. Uh, then 17%, 35 to 44. None of the age groups are overrepresented, except for 75 plus only is 8%. Okay. So I'll put the link to the actual paper. It, it's I, pretty I, interesting. I know there's been some articles where they're saying, even though like the younger generation is more tech savvy, they still fall for all the fish, all this type of stuff. But so it if gets you me, at least you would age, think, right? If you waited by age, they did do slightly better. Actually, the okay. highest scoring population was 35 to 44. Damn, I don't even fall into that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when people the said lowest... that access to information was why people weren't that smart. No. I think yeah. that that's not the case anymore, right? <laughs> well, I will say 75 <laughs> plus did real bad. You got all the information bad. and you're still getting it wrong. 75 plus did the worst, but then after them, the next worst was 18 to 24. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. How do you not know that a website we can collect your data even if you don't log in? Like, are you like, I don't know what a website is? I only know what apps are. Like, I don't even Maybe know. Maybe they should have like a data privacy class in high schools nowadays. You know how like they got rid of finance Ooh. and home ec and everything? What about like data privacy? I think mm. that just slipped I in. Mean, into government. I already checked out and posted 50 TikToks in the back of the class. So. <laughs> and you're like, you know how many Chinese have seen those TikToks? Oh, no. So somebody yeah. in chat said that they've heard younger generations are less tech savvy because this technology is too straightforward now. Do you think there's some truth oh. to that? Like, hey, so, you can pick yeah. up your iPad and you hit two buttons and you're on the internet and all this yeah. stuff. It's super easy exactly. back in the day. I used to we have to, to type to Windows. Figure out how to plug things in and dial up and do all this kind of, you had to be technical, right? It's kind of like blockchain is now versus the internet back in the day, right? It's, yeah, it's abstraction, that, right? Yeah, I would definitely I say there's a gnarly amount of truth to that. You don't have to I engineer think, your I way think, to the internet. Yeah. Like, I, I don't necessarily think making things hard inherently makes them more educational. No. But I do think that when you build super high abstraction, which is basically what apps are, right? You're abstracting all of the functions that are back end and front end and even installing programs and all that stuff is all completely abstracted away from the user. You lose this awareness of what installing is, what is downloading. Like, it's kind of ironic, but like at least when you run an installer, it tells you what it's doing. It tells you like copying to see Windows, whatever. Uh, but but like on a phone, malware. it's not. Yeah, so, it doesn't say like copying to see, you know, or whatever slash apps. So I do think there's an element to that. I do also think it's funny because everyone is working to build stuff that is so seamless and easy to use. Right. Mm -hmm. So so this is this but, is a clear like the Skinner uh, Simpsons meme where. I'm not out of touch. No, the children are wrong, right? That one. <laughs> it's, it's true. So the children are out of touch because everything's too easy now. And we had to go through, at least most of us, we had to go through a little bit. Harder. I think yeah, you're some could be right. said for like, I don't know, I'm not good at farming because I didn't grow up being a farmer and doing all that kind of stuff, right? So different mm -hmm. channels, you know, you can be good at. But technology is so in the face now, it's it's there. You, you're you're kind of expected to know how it works and everything, especially when you get to the workplace. These, you know, this this day and age. So, it's important you that know we teach people this, and to know how things work underlying. That's why when I teach classes, I teach how the 
not automation, but how things work, right? So that you learn that kind of way. It's like once once you know the settings are always in uh, the certain spot in the computer, right? You're always going to know uh, what's what's the word where man, now I'm looking real stupid. What's <laughs> what's the uh, how old are you again? Oh, oh you're dude, in the lowest much. scoring population. Are you seventy five <laughs> uh, plus? No, I was I was. Are you seventy five plus? Wait, you, yes, I am now. Man. I feel like it. <laughs> I've been programming all day. And my brain's dead. I didn't drink enough coffee. <laughs> Uh, but once you know an interface, right, once you understand some security interfaces, this is like what I teach my mentees, like you under, once you start learning one, usually going to the next one, you're okay. It's just like, uh, Mm -hmm. vendors and security tools. You never put vendors on your resume. If you know one EDR, you'd probably know all of them. You just have to learn the, the terminology and the flow a little bit, but that's how it is with overall computers in general. And I think that's, especially if you're staying in one environment, like Google is going to not actually Google's a bad example. I feel like Android switching every other week can't even turn stuff off anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that the best thing I want to say about this article is that I guarantee you the listeners of this podcast would have scored <laughs> way higher than yeah. that because we've talked about like one of the questions is the video company Ring has a policy of not sharing recordings with law enforcement without the homeowner's permission. We've talked about that story where they do share law yeah, enforcement. Absolutely, yeah. So the hopefully listeners of this podcast would have scored a true 90 plus percent. That's wrong. what I'm saying about I'm demographics. You take 2000 of our listeners, they're going to nail this test. You take 2000 people out on the street and they're going to get, you know, 70% wrong. Yeah, but all those people on the street still have passwords and data. <laughs> and they probably have more than, well, they probably don't have more than us, but they have a lot. So also, there's a lot more of those people out on the street than there are of us. Very in the, true. In the yes. full scheme of yep. things. Yep. I mean, I think it's a it's a public awareness thing. And I think the biggest thing is just getting people to care in the first place. And I hope that like data brokers and that kind of stuff. I mean, I guess, do people even know what data brokers are? Probably not. So maybe I shouldn't even say that. But you ever want to think, take the devil's advocate? Maybe we don't want them. What if like, if they all cared, maybe we wouldn't have a job. No, we would have way <laughs> more jobs because there's more people. You would have a job. I don't know. Would I have to defend stuff if everything was secure? Probably not. It's like, oh, we only no, need one sock. No. <laughs> no, no, they don't need to. It doesn't need to be secure. They just need to know how insecure it is. Yeah, if nobody honestly, cared. you could art. Yeah, you could argue that the results of this survey imply that people do think that their stuff is being kept secure, and it's mm-hmm. not. Oh, that's a good. That's so a good if point. we if we raise yeah, okay. the awareness of how bad it actually is, which we all know, anyone in the security industry knows. First of all, it's all popsicle sticks and glue. You can you can build as much abstraction as you want, but we know if you go down deep enough, there's like a database with an AS400 and Fortran code <laughs> that gives me my, you know, money. So like basically there's that and there's also the factor of like privacy is a joke pretty much. I mean, privacy if you choose to participate in the internet in a meaningful way with your personal data, it's not yours or it's for sale and it isn't protect it's not something you really can protect. But some basic measures go a long way. Even just knowing, I, I mean, it's like knowing is half the battle, right? Knowing, oh, maybe we don't use, what was it, UFI cams, and maybe we don't use ring doorbells. I mean, the other vendors, do they have security issues? Definitely. But uh, at least we know they don't share with law enforcement straight off the rip with no uh, interaction with the user. So I definitely think, basically what I'm saying is listen to the, you know, talking about the news podcast. That's all I'm right. saying. <laughs> We got to we got we we yeah. survey survey demographics did they survey the Pentagon employees <laughs> <laughs> I told you they're downloading lover money that's lover all they money, have man. all they're of them are using lo- that's the money. big thing 
at the Pentagon right now is love. It's not love or money. That's the dating app version. (laughs) But yeah, so this is pretty funny. So yeah, for those audio listeners, it's basically Pentagon staffers have been found in selling dating apps and games on their government phones. I guess this is the answer to the age old question. Do you have games on your phone? Shocked. Color me shocked. Shall we play a game? I like how it says possibly TikTok. Like that's like a big. So who remembers the Ashley Madison breach? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, we remember. Big deal, right? Uh, Well, if you went through the data, IP addresses were included in there. Uh, If you associated those IP addresses with certain net blocks, you would see how many government net blocks were calling out and assigning uh, logging into uh, (laughs) that website to, uh, you know, do whatever. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it's not it's not shocking to hear that that people are doing it on their phones and things like that. I think the biggest thing that's bad about apps is like we learned in the last article, apps can do lots of things, right? They can turn on microphones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says even right there. Some cases, apps can be malicious, hijack cameras and microphones. So, all right, the Chinese. I'm also assuming one. That the government is running like straight up Blackberries, right? Like they're not running like actual modern phones that are patched and up to date. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm surprised TikTok even runs. I'm surprised TikTok even runs like on the phones. Like, but um, like how they mentioned Chinese drones on there. Like, I feel like so. I'm pretty sure with Android, you still have to the DJI app isn't in the app store. You have to download it off the internet and then custom install it. Which sideload, yeah, sideload it, which is crazy to me. But that's the go-to drone for almost any. Like, I don't know another drone manufacturer, and I would assume that would be someone's app. But then I also now think, what if the Chinese did get that? I'm gonna have to uninstall that app off my. So okay, right so White Cyberduck has a very good point. Why is the government letting them install these apps? Any uh, any MDM would solve this. Yeah, I guess uh, what I would say no, is not there's any no MDM. <laughs> there's no MDM that's vetted by the government. Uh, there's no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've seen, but yeah, I mean, I guess. That's a great question. I think that's essentially the answer. I also think, does the article specify whether it's personal phones or whether it's, it says government phones. It says phones, government but, phones, but it doesn't say but does if that it's just personal mean, government. Yeah. Do they just right. work for the government, like overarching, mm-hmm. or is it actually government issued? Like, here you go. This is your phone. Yeah. That's it. A, that's a it good does, question. which would be interesting as well. But how many, how many companies really offer phones nowadays too, though? Be just especially because everyone's going remote, it's just easier to pay a little bit for their phone bills and just run all those apps on mm-hmm. their phone rather than having that dual phone. Uh, I get yeah, you guys so would know a, more if, than I would, but for I anyone that it. wants to dig in, there is I'll link the uh, actual Inspector General's report on. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't seem to get super detailed. It doesn't give like specific numbers or percentages or things like that but it basically just says this is bad okay. hopefully we can fix it politicians don't understand mdm does anyone really yeah. understand mdm well the other thing in just looking at this it seems that it's uh possibly it could be contractors also i mean that True. would be that would be one of my thoughts on top of it all ryan says one last story Who's got oh, one? God. <laughs> Who's got we, we one? Gotta pay. <laughs> you can't. You can't set us up and then not deliver, Ryan. Come on. Well, so the, uh, we can <laughs> talk one. about this Facebook uh, article. Oh, I thought it was going to be a balloon article for sure. I thought someone was going to pull Facebook. one out. <laughs> I don't have any more balloon articles. I used them all. I used all my balloon articles. <laughs> so it's been a few I, I hours. Maybe there's another one out there. <laughs> I love the title <laughs> of this article. When Facebook came for your battery, 
feudal security failed. <laughs> does huh? does anyone have any idea what feudal security is? Uh, a is that moat? a new MD? Is that a new MD? Uh, drawbridge. A moat. <laughs> a moat. Black Knight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, basically, I mean, this is probably worth a read. It's on. It's on. It's posted by Corey Doctorow. Doctoro on his Medium page. Um, it's basically talking about, uh, you know, how Facebook Messenger was uh, running a test to re- deliberately drain users' batteries to determine how power-hungry pieces of the app were. This activity was whistleblown. Um, then it sort of entered this long sort of process. Um, they call it negative testing, which they call standard practice at Facebook. And then it sort of goes and goes. Malicious code was inserted into the app. The brute, the feudal security thing is uh, what Bruce Schneider calls uh, a model where we have to defend ourselves against the bandits who roam the internet <laughs> by moving into a warlord's fortress. I gotta go get my bandit outfit and put it on next time I get into a red team. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's just a little bit too much to unpack in this yeah. article because there's a lot of sources uh, that sort of have their own concepts. But I guess the the sort of interesting thing that I'll solicit everyone's opinion on is you know how does whistleblowing in the security world work because i i actually saw there's some pretty good like rewards for whistleblowing now like there's like million what was it the one guy got like a million dollar the serial whistleblower jumping from (laughs) company to company whistleblowing that's a good job (laughs) if you yeah that's if you can if you can get paid i mean you have to be anonymous but when you put on your resume like Definitely not a whistleblower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the whole whistleblowing thing is anonymous. I think once you get into a whistleblowing like dispute, you're kind of like in witness protection. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the maybe the government will vouch for you. Maybe they'll be like, "Oh yeah, you worked here." (laughs) Your screen name (laughs) is Whistleblower Zero One. (laughs) Change it Whistleblower Zero Two with the next company. Let's wrap it up by talking about which warlord's castle is. Is Black Hills a castle? Do, are we a warlord? It sounds like a, you know the Skeletor's castle. Like it should be something like that, ominous on the hill. Yeah, are we that? <sighs> are people entering our castle? Because that doesn't seem accurate. Oh, you guys would be more like the bandits hiding in the cave. Our castle's up in the hills. pretty wide open, right? <laughs> there's there's no drawbridge or moat. The castle's open. Come on in. I guess. Just don't leave when you come. No, you're allowed to leave. That's why we're not a cult. Don't worry uh, about it. Not a cult. Not a cult. Definitely uh, not a cult. I think that's it. We're good. We're I guess read time. Corey Doctorow's book if the concept of feudal security is interesting to you. <laughs> All right. I guess that's wrapping it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do our new QR trick. Ooh. Boom. Oh we'll get my. A QR code now uh, for our anti siphon summit that we're uh, getting ready to do March first, second, and third. Steve's gonna try it out. See if it works. See if it's no, for I'm real. Not. I don't scan QR code. Wait, did you actually some, scan it? Somebody, <laughs> somebody hit up Noah. See if he'll scan it. Who? If you're in the audience and you scan this, you actually get uh, the I'm opposite of a, what is it like a the opposite of a reward, a penalty of <laughs> a demerit. It's, it's demerit. a re- it's a restream <laughs> link too. <laughs> oh, it actually tells you in restream. Who who oh, did it? it? Who scanned it? <laughs> get a notification every time. Do you really? Let me see. That's definitely a no. Go back. Go back. Button. Oh, yeah. yeah. Code again? Yeah, it, it actually tells you when someone scanned it. So no, I didn't see anything. Funny. Ryan, yeah, can you I move it around the screen? Yeah, uh, no, no, I don't see anything. So if I scan it again, it'll come up? No, I scanned it and it's nothing's happening. 
Someone just threw the link in chat. Even better. Good job. <laughs> We're just click on that door. Thanks, Ryan. Oh, five viewers scanned oh, the QR code. Maybe it's just on ours. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I see the little pop-up now. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Why does it keep going away? I'm actually scared. That, that's me doing that. <laughs> You keep taking it away. How am I supposed to Oh, I thought we were done. I thought we were done. <laughs> this is when it goes off the rails the moment we stop the stream. <laughs> we haven't stopped the stream, Wade. Be very careful with what you say. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Have a good week and definitely well, come to our con. Well, I don't we have a QR code a for Way West yet. Uh, I don't know. Because we, we have a con yet. before us, I Two guess. viewers scan the code. Sweet. Why do we have it? If Noah was we'll here, he'd be so disappointed March. about the QR codes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys later. See you next week. Thanks, Thanks for coming, everyone.